Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the fastest, most unpredictable speedway on Earth. All right. Let's have a good day, fellas. Talladega. Be ready for anything. You're never really out of it here. All right, boys. Let's have a good one today. See for speedways. Anything can happen. Let's have a good one here, boys. Stay in the fight. Focus. Stay sharp. Let's do this. Nice and smooth all day long. Drivers and teams ready to go. 188 laps. In a word, it's chaos. It's going to 60 here, first agent. Christopher Bell, the pole sitter, on the throttle, and he begins to lead the field back to turn number one. Oh, that's gonna cause a wreck. The funny bottom valve is shooting straight up the track. If the dead just waved at me, what does that mean? I don't know for sure. Can you please ask? Yeah, I only feel comfortable getting pushed up this place. Everywhere else, I get a very, very nervous. Blowing up, blowing up. What did it do? It got off pitch just a little bit, and then it was just gone. Watch 51, stay left. Stay left, check up, check up, check up, check up. Keep coming, keep coming, keep coming. No pressure, man. Pretty sure our speed is BS. Too fast entering a bread. Still outside, still half in front. Well, I can't do nothing. Can't go anywhere. Yep, copy. Oh, somebody loose on the bottom, spinning out. Stay up, stay up, stay up, stay up. We're wrecked. You're on fire, Chase. You're on fire. Just stop and get out. Caution's out. What happened to him? He blew up, too. Think so. He just started stopping. Blew up. I couldn't get my hand out fast enough for you. Copy. I'm going to let the three know. There's a peek of it up there. How bad is it? It's killed. And we complete the stage under the caution. We've got two more damn checker flags to get. You know you. You damn right. You're clear low if you want it. He's going to get it done. Jones to the lead. He'll cross over to the bottom of the racetrack. I got no fuel pressure. Am I dreaming right now? Seriously? Guys, the wheel came off. Oh, oh. the in the wall. Back down in front of the field. And that thing came out of nowhere. Yeah, most of them do. He was missing, man. man. Barely touched him. Right for front. Coming apart. We're back to green. You guys are connected better than the top. Got a wreck behind you. We will get a caution. Car in the wall, Cody Ware. He's wrecked Has Cody's radio to you? Every 10, 15 laps, I keep having to turn up the volume. Maybe I'm just going deaf. Take the green with 10 of the six. First three, single file. Your best bet for any kind of points is up top. Jones. There's the move. Jones Here comes the 19. Open Harvard coming with you. Too late. William Byron brings them to the line to win stage two. 
Barry Jones is going to lead the field back to the green flag. 63 laps to go here. They're all pushing top. You're clear right now. 12 is not. Wasn't expecting the move by Ross Chastain to get underneath him. Within about the next eight laps, hitting the time. Get your brakes right. 30 laps to go. Here come a herd of Mustangs to pit road. We gotta come. I feel on the end drop. Trouble on the front straightaway. Christopher Bell gets turned. 18 just turned us. That's fine. We'll get a caution later. So here's your lead pack, Denny Hamlin leading Kyle Larson, Eric Jones. I need a confirmation of one of those two behind me. Fuck out of the go. Yeah. 23 is going to start to get antsy. Yeah, that's fine. Got a few guys up front that didn't put enough fuel in. Up front, we've got a battle for the lead. 43 is coming with you here. They're up there with him, no help. 15 to go, one five. We got to save here. We got to save. I got to keep my track position if you want me to win. Push hard, push hard as a Watch coming to you here. Big push from the 31, he'll come to you. All right, lock in, focus here. So I got a feeling the one will roll with us, the 31 will roll with us. Right now, your best friends are where you find them. 43 to the lead. Denny in trouble, falling back. Denny in this time. Must be out of gas. White flag, one more time here. The watch with you. Big push coming. Here comes the big energy. One back, gonna have to block. Does it go to the outside? Gonna have to, here he goes. Middle, 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 middle. Keep going, middle. Uh, Keep coming. Hell yeah. How about you, <laughs> Ross Chastain? Holy cow! We didn't do anything. We just stayed down there. I don't know if I can take him anymore. Yes, like that. Good job. Dang it. All right, guys. Yeah, boys. The moose. The moose is loose. Welcome to TrackSmack here on TrackSmackRadio.com. Don Hall here with you once again uh, for another jam-packed edition of TrackSmack Radio. Uh, of course, with me as always, Mike Haig from RacedaySA.com. Mike, how you doing after Dega? <laughs> I'm doing great. I had a great weekend in Houston for the drag races. I got a chance to see the, the Talladega races past week, um, a couple days later, but I was able to relax and just watch it and take all the sights and sounds in and man what a weekend in talladega wow that last lap dawn um it was just amazing uh how it all turned out everything that we that well i say we most of us love about the super speedway races is just you always know that last lap something's gonna happen it's usually the person that's out front doesn't win the race (laughs) um it just it's it's just it's crazy it's fun the whole race was fun once again this new car came and showed what it does on the super speedway tracks which after what we had been seeing on the short tracks it was nice to see it again in uh, in all of its glory back on the super speedway. Uh, but we go back to a small track again this week when we go to the monster mile, we go, uh, try to take on miles, the monster there and, uh, at Dover. Yeah. And this is going to be the first race on an all concrete track with this car. Yeah. So that's going to be interesting to see how that shakes out. 
Well, lots to talk about, Mike. We've got lots of audio and stuff from, uh, like you said, a jam-packed weekend of Talladega. We've got an IndyCar preview coming up. Uh, Mike was in Houston for the final NHRA race, uh, Spring Nationals there in Houston. Mike's got all kinds of audio um, that he uh, was able to be a part of, actually, as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, they're repping, repping Race Day SA and my, uh, Track Smack Radio at the same time. <laughs> that's right. Do, doing a little bit of double time work there, but that's okay. Uh, I enjoyed it, and I wish the only thing I wish you could have been there to see it because it was a great way to cap off a, a great history of that track. And we'll get into it a little bit later, but wow, what a weekend it was in, in Baytown. I'm excited to hear your audio and, and hear all of the stories about it, but Back to uh, let's recap Talladega, and you heard it there at the end of Radioactive, which of course is courtesy of uh, NASCAR on Fox and Fox Sports. Um, you can see the Radioactives. You can go on YouTube and find them all on on uh, the Fox Sports pages and the NASCAR on Fox uh, page as well. But the moose was loose. Um, yeah, Ross Chastain again, second wind of the season now there for Trackhouse Racing. And pretty much now, I mean, solidifies himself as legit championship contender for this season. So um, I'm excited. I am too, Dawn. Uh, I'm so happy for him, you know, and this small team that's, you know, come up very quickly all of a sudden and making they're making a statement this year. And they even talked about that in the press press uh, press conference after the race. But um but, you know, how about him? And, and how about this race? You know, one thing before we get into talking about, you know, hearing from the drivers and stuff like this, um, there were only six cautions in this race. Yeah. I 28 was laps. I was and, really I, and then the, the last lap, you know, it went down to the last lap, which it normally does. But normally we have mass carnage at the end of the race where it, sometimes it takes two or three attempts, you know, in the overtime and. But we had the impressive thing that I was looking at with the stats, besides the, the few cautions we had, 41 lead changes among 16 drivers. That's awesome. You know, there's 30 to 39 drivers in the field, and 16 of them led the race at one point, and they swapped the lead 41 times. That's, that's an amazing um, amount of lead changes. And, again, it just goes to show you this car this year, it's given us some good good racing, and, and it's uh, – it's really delivering not just to the drivers or for the drivers, but the fans are getting a lot out of this too. They're getting their money's worth, especially those that went to the race. Well, and you you said there uh, that you know we didn't have the multi starts there towards the last few laps that we normally do. They got they got enough of that during the Xfinity Series race the night or the day before. <laughs> oh my God! I mean in that race too. I after watching that race, I'm like holy. Sh shizzle what are we going to yeah. see on sunday because i mean the restarts and stuff i was up jumping up and down again like a like a stupid girl that i am jumping up and down for jeffrey earnhardt there who came roaring back i was so happy for him and for larry mack yeah uh, on 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 you know up there on the box which by the way larry mack will be uh in the booth this week for the race so i'm excited about that i like larry mack in the booth i think he belongs there every week yeah, he 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 needs any the Fox needs to put him back in the booth uh, for sure. Uh, we've always we well, he's been on our show several times and we he's always told great stories and he he really brings a lot of history 
in NASCAR and, 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 and well, his insight into the sport, not just from a driver's side, but from the technical side, crew chief side as well, which, which is nice to hear that, 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 that part. You yeah. Know. And what do you think of Dell Jr.? I loved it. Absolutely loved it. You know, he just stepped right in and it's like he hadn't been on the air, you know, I mean, the, because, you know, they, they've been off, of course, since last season. And it's like he just hadn't missed a beat, just stepped right in and, and did his thing. And I think he delivered, Don. But what was weird is when I, you know, when I hear Junior, I, I'm waiting for Rick Allen and, you know, the other guys that are on. It's Art and Jeff Burton. <laughs> yeah. And then to hear Mike Joy and Clint, it just, it took me a while to get used to it. It was like, wait a minute, something's not right here. Well, him and Clint were funny. They were funny together. They were, and and Junior got a lot of talking, a lot of airtime, mm-hmm. and I think because of his vast knowledge of racing, and Talladega was one of the tracks he always ran great at that in Daytona. He brought a lot to the broadcast. I thought his insight, his 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 ex- experience, and uh, everything else that he, you know that, that he brings to the table, and and he definitely delivered this past weekend in Talladega. Wow, well, we're going to talk more about. Uh, the booth, the dynamic in the booth this past week and uh, a little bit later on, I just wanted to say there was a lot of talk, you know, folks were going on and on on Twitter and stuff during the race about, you know, could we just have, could Dell Jr. just work the entire season and just, you know, because you could just <laughs> listen to it. And I said the same thing. In fact, I, I responded to our good friend, uh, Rodney Rodriguez, and I said he had mentioned something as well. And I said, for me, Dale Jr. is like my Tony Romo. So like Tony Romo, I can listen to. I, I wish Tony Romo called every game. I mean, because he just cracks me up. He's fun to listen to. He's knowledgeable and stuff. I could do the same thing with Jr. Yeah. Well, I think Jr., you know, uh, you are, let me go back. You mentioned Tony Romo. He he and Jim Nance, perfect together. Mm-hmm. Good, good chemistry and everything. But Jr. and Mike Joy, I don't think it worked out very well. Uh, again, yeah, we're, we're going to talk about we'll that. talk about it. But anyway, but, uh, you know, uh, but really quick, I mean, I'll throw my two cents. I've said this for how many years now, <laughs> like three years now. I mean, it just goes to show, in my opinion, that and, and I hate it. I hate being rude, you know, because I, I mean, Mike Joy has brought so much to the sport and to, you know, broadcasting and stuff. But I just feel like he's he, he his age is just showing. And the yeah. dynamic in the booth, you need things have changed. I mean, broadcasting has changed a lot from going from now. Jim Nance is good too. Uh, you know, he's a great guy to use as an example because Jim Nance brings a lot of energy though too. And yeah, so, and so you you feel like Jim Nance is very um, up to date and current on a lot of on a lot of things. And then Romo brings that excitement level, you yeah. know, and, and the firsthand knowledge kind of thing. And they, they just, they mesh well. My deal, and I, I, I feel bad too for Mike Joy and for Clint Boyer because it's like this season, there's, there's just this constant. So how are the two of them even supposed to really gel when you're having new people? Junior was a different situation because Junior has the experience in the booth. So he just came in and it kind of flowed. What I thought, Mike, and again, here we kind of get into it, but... Um, we'll back up because what we're going to talk about later isn't really about Dale Jr. so much, but Dale Jr. came in and what I honestly felt is the NBC coverage because you have four guys in the booth with them while Rick Allen is, is your main, your lead, um, 
analyst or whatever. So, you no. know, he's kind of like what you want to think of. And in, in broadcasting, we we call it he's he's a hold of the steering wheel. He's driving yeah. the vehicle. So he's going to steer it in whichever direction. And then he's but he leaves it up to the guys who are the experts to to give their opinion. Now, he'll give an opinion yeah, to fill in the gaps. Yeah, he'll give an opinion if they ask him and stuff. But his role is just to drive the bus and get you yeah. in and out of the brakes and, 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 and doing that. And, and and make 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 the uh, the uh, call usually right. But if you watch when you watch the Fox broadcast, that's not really what Mike Joy does. Mike Joy does more analysis as well. You know, so it's kind yeah. of like an equal playing field there with them. So when Junior came in, what I found and is I found Junior to be very dominant. I mean, I thought that uh, Junior yeah. did most of the talking. <laughs> That's um, what I'm saying. He got a lot of air time. <laughs> yeah. So, um, which I thought was interesting because none of the other guests that have come in, guest hosts, have had that kind of impact and leverage into it. Now, I don't know if it's just because – and the other thing, too, is NBC's coverage now – and a lot of people don't like this part of NBC's coverage – is you know, you get that excitement level. So you get Latart going and you get Jeff Burton going and you get Dale and it's like three schoolgirls in there. Cause the vibe, like they're, you and I talk about it all the time. Like yeah. it's high pitch and they're, you know, yeah. they're, they, they just get excited and stuff. And then you got to get Rick out. And then Rick Allen gets excited too, which a lot of people don't like, but you know, Rick gets excited as well, but like they'll talk over each other, but it's almost like it's okay because in a way, it's it's weird because I feel like there's people there that are listening to Steve yeah. Latart. There's people there that are listening to Dale Jr. And there's people, so it's like you just pick out who you want to hear. You know what I yeah. mean? But this one with the Fox thing, it was just weird. I just felt like it was the Dale Earnhardt Jr. show, and and occasionally Clint would you know join in and and throw something out, or or it was the Clint and Dale Jr. show, I should say. But yeah. Dale was the lead person, and I think that's good for Clint because I think Clint needs that. You know, he need, you know, he hasn't been yeah. doing it as long as Junior has. Um, so it was good for him. But it was not good for Mike Joy, in my opinion. No, no, not at all. Because so. he just kind of fell to the wayside. But um, again, we'll 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 talk about all of that. But let's go back to the, the race, the situations there. I mean, Mike, we had some guys that were leading the race. Kyle Larson was up there for a while leading the race. Um, you know, Kyle Bush was running up front. Uh, you had Bubba Wallace who, you know, I mean mm -hmm. him and Christopher Bell who won stages. Freaking Kyle Bush takes out his teammate, takes out Christopher Bell on pit road. Uh, I mean, that was just crazy. Kyle Bush, if you heard in the radioactive, he's taking shots at Cody Ware. So obviously that's who Cody Ware was talking about the week before, probably about who he's sick of bullying him because yeah. then you heard Kyle Bush taking a shot on, is it just me or is Cody Ware's radio really quiet right now? I almost have to turn it up. I'm like, there he goes in there trick goes. mode, you know, <laughs> um, yeah. But that, that, like you said, that final lap, and, and Ross Chastain had the best call there on the radioactive. He said it all he did was stay low. They were just riding around low, and, and he just ended up being in the right place at the right time and avoided the carnage and, and took it on in there for the win. He sure did. And, and then Austin Dillon finished his second. Kyle Busch, which you mentioned, Don, he ends up with a third-place finish. Uh, Kyle Larson was fourth. I'm going to give the top ten here real quick. <laughs> Martin Truex Jr. was fifth. Eric Jones, who was leading the race there toward the end, ends, ends yeah. up in sixth place. I really thought he was going to be the one that was going I to get the too. win. I was hoping. Yeah. 
Um, but what a what a good finish for him and a good run, uh, yes, uh, Sunday. Uh, Chase Elliott was seventh. Michael McDowell finished eighth. Good finish for him. Alex Bowman was ninth, and Harvick rounds out the top ten. Don. Well, Mike, you just okay. So with a couple of names that you just said, I'm going to throw this out, especially for any more super speedway races, but. I'm going to start looking at these guys, I think, for the mile and a half, too, just because of the way that this track is running. But Eric Jones has proven himself in this car to be a contender on the on the bigger tracks. Michael McDowell has had great runs on, on these bigger tracks this season and in this car. And um, Austin Dillon, I mean, another one, quiet, but been there in, in several of these races. Because uh, wasn't he up front there, too, like at Atlanta oh, yeah. or somewhere? So, yeah. uh, I mean, you know, those are guys that are running really, really well. And, yeah, I, w- I, I immediately texted Pilo after our Philippe Lopez, our friend Philippe Lopez, after the race. I was like, damn it, so close again there for Petty. I mean, almost getting that win. Mm-hmm. But yeah, exciting. Yeah, I was just going to say we're going to hear from Eric Jones in a minute. But what I want, what I want to say real quick before I forget, Don, he, believe it or not, he's 17th in points right now, one one position out of the uh, top 16, and he, um, you know, a win can, could get him in the playoffs, and he's right there, and that's better than he has had it in a long time, you know, where he stands right now. So uh, I'm I'm excited to with the program they put together so far this year. They're doing well. Now, is it is Ross Chastain the only two-time winner so far, or is it him and Bowman? Uh, uh, Byron. Byron's got two wins. Byron has two. Okay, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, and still Chase Elliott with none. Correct. And I, if you want me to, I'll just give you the quick rundown on the yeah. point standings. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, so uh, after um, how many races do we have now? <laughs> Ten races uh-huh. so far this season. Uh, Chase Elliott leads the point standings, Don. He he has yet to get a win, but he's out front. Ryan Blaney is second in the point standings. Then we have William Byron. Kyle Busch is fourth. Alex Bowman's fifth. Joey Logano is sixth. Kyle Larson is seventh. Truex is eighth. Ross Chastain with two wins is now is ninth. Eric Amarola, here's another guy who's been kind of quiet, but finishes strong each week. Eric's in 10th. Kevin Harvick has moved up to 11th. Chase Briscoe is 12th. Austin Dillon is 13th. Christopher Bell is 14th. Tyler Redrick is 15th. Cindric, Austin Cindric is 16th. And then I mentioned Eric Jones is one spot out of the top 16 in the 17th spot there. And then behind him is Kurt Busch, Daniel Suarez, and... Um, Chris Buescher to round out the top 20 and Bubba Wallace is 21st. So there's a whole bunch of drivers within striking distance to, to get into the uh, playoffs. And we you know we're 10 races in and we still have quite a few more to go, but um, it's time for some guys to start making some moves that they want to get in. Yeah. And, and you mentioned Bubba. It was a shame. He was running up front quite a bit, I know. And, you know, got caught there. Um, in well, fact, I caught up with Kurt. Yeah. Yeah. His own teammate. But yeah, they, they both ended up in the wall. Yeah, and he hit hard. Uh, yeah, well, knocked his, knocked his uh, wind wind out of it. Yeah, yeah, he was having breathing issues and everything. So, wow. Uh, and then I expected now Keselowski was up there for a while too, running good. I I really expected more from them after what we saw, but uh, didn't yeah, really he, finish either. Yeah, he finished all the way down in twenty uh, ninth position. So, no, I'm sorry, that's the point standings. <laughs> yeah, he's way back there. Yeah, he's where is Keselowski? Twenty um, third. Yeah, well, almost just about. 
<laughs> and he was one one lap down. But the, there there were twenty one. The top twenty one cars were on the lead lap at the finish. So uh, that that's pretty good too. That we had so many cars still on the lead lap. Yeah, we've never and, had that really. And sp- sp- speaking of getting a lap down, Ross Chastain at one point was a lap down and came back. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, well, we've got lots of audio from Ross because he was the man of the hour, him and his watermelon. And I loved that when he got out of the car, when he first – and in fact, I think it may be in this interview that you have with uh, with uh, Regan there down on the – Yeah. Um, he, he tells him too because if you remember, I made fun of him the last time because he had the watermelon seed stuck on his face the whole time. And he tells him, <laughs> you're going to let me know, right? You're not going to leave me with that hanging on me. So yeah. That's in the, in the interview. So yeah, we're going to hear, we have three, uh, three things to play here. The first one is the front straightaway interview with Ross Chastain and Regan. And then we're going to hear Ross uh, being interviewed by Claire B. Lang of Sirius XM Satellite Radio. And then we're going to hear from uh, Ross in the, uh, in the media center uh, talking about the car, that this car that he won with was the same car that he won with at uh, Coda. So here's Ross Chastain on the front straightaway. Here we go. Ross Chastain with his uh, patented watermelon celebration. Ross, you were, uh, as he enjoys a little bit of that watermelon right now, Ross, you were lapped down at one point in this race. Talk me through the crazy last lap. You stayed on the bottom. Things just opened up for you. And it worked out perfect for your second career win. Holy cow. I'm always the one going to the top too early and making the mistake. And there at the end, it was like eight to go. And I was like, I'm not going up there again. I did that a couple of times today. And uh, I was like, I'll just ride in the bottom. If it works, I, I'm not going to lose the race for us. I'll just let them. And uh, this moose, this moose fraternity, almost a million moose members across the world and the country. I know there's some out here at Talladega to win with, to win with uh went with the moose on board they've been with me for a few years now and supported me everywhere i've went and um i have no idea they just kept they kept going up and they, they just kept moving out of the way you come to track house racing this season could you ever imagine this mo- amount of success this early on in your tenure here no regan are you kidding me you know me i've wrecked myself so many times and gotten into it with guys i probably got watermelon seeds well there's no this is a true seedless <laughs> Am I good? Would you tell me this time? I would definitely tell you this time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Justin Marks and, and what he laid out for us was ambitious. And, and I had no idea, you know, what, what to expect other than I knew I had my group from last year. I had Advent Health, the Moose. Now with Worldwide Express and Jockey coming on board, we've got partners. They're believing in us. We started the, rate, the year with a lot of races open. We're almost full now. And it's because of the vision of Justin Marks, Pitbull, Armando. We won, dude! I saw the top coming, and I made that mistake earlier. And Harvick split me to the bottom. He went to the bottom, and then and then later, um, I made the block to get the push to go to lead the outside lane, and that got me up there in the mix. And then I got back to the bottom somehow. I don't really remember Claire. And then um, I was fully committed to the bottom. I had Justin Haley in three different times in my career, two or three times. I've moved off the bottom with him behind me, and he's won the race, whether it's Xfinity. Uh, mainly Xfinity races. So Haley taught me a lot and I wasn't going to come off the bottom. Um, he was pushing me. He was great. The 31 and I was just going to push the five, the 43 got biased. That's they were better. Um, the outside lane pushed them by. And then, um, yeah, for four to the tribal, they just started blocking each other and going up and I just drove normal and drove straight and we won. It makes it so special that Jim France and the NASCAR family and the France family like their vision for this car that you can win a race on a road course and I mean how much is it a month has it been a month or two months since Coda a month 
fourth race in a month, you can bring a car back. You win at a road course and you can win at Talladega. Like that's, that hasn't happened since the sixties. Like, I don't know, farther back. I don't, I have no idea. I mean, they would, they would have different cars. So it's wild. Um, that's more what it means to me. Um, that, that this car is capable of that. You change the geometry, changes the, the suspension, shim the body a little bit and go race, like put a different tune in the motor for super speedway and uh, adjust your rear diffuser and all your, adjust everything and the same car can come race. That's, that's just wild. Um, I'm not sitting here going to say it's any cheaper yet. I don't think it's cheaper for us than just building a new car like in the past, but I don't know. I don't know the business behind what we're doing. I just, drive the car so um it is special and there you go don there's ross chastain there and he uh very excited young man and two wins now and he's the real deal this year yeah he definitely is like i said earlier i mean i this uh second win definitely you know solidifies him as a legit contender for the championship and um you know if if you're like us and you are excited that there's some fresh blood out there and um, you know, I mean, some, some new people, some new names up there in the top. Uh, I love it. I absolutely love it. And all it does, you know, again, it just, it builds more and more confidence in him as a driver, more and more confidence in that, in that team. Um, and the entire organization there at track smack, uh, track smack. Hello. <laughs> 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 at track house racing um and it should be track smack racing at track house exactly. racing. <laughs> well, we should have our our uh our brand uh i mean all over the one of those cards at track smack radio.com uh ford mustang or whatever <laughs> remember we had at one point this was way back in the day on a nimco car we had a a sticker on the inside of, yeah. of our uh with joe nemechek we had That's a small right. one that philippe had stuck in there I told him, I was like, I'll take a post-it note. I mean, if you just want to write it on there, that'd be cool. <laughs> uh, but, but Mike, we were talking earlier about here, – here we're talking about Philippe. We're talking about Philippe's driver uh, there, uh, Eric Jones. And, again, you just knew. I mean, it's like, come on, hang on. But he had you know half, half the damn field that he was having to block there uh, coming to that last lap, and it just didn't happen for him. Luckily, he didn't get caught up and clipped in the mess in the melee there uh, and was able to bring it home six, you said, right? I think that's what that's right. So here's Eric Jones being interviewed on the front straightaway after the race. On the other side of that uh, celebration is Eric Jones. Such a strong run today. Where did it go wrong? Yeah, I mean, just the last lap, right? I mean, it's typical here. Been close here so many times in this race and in the fall race, but uh, U.S. Air Force Chevy had good speed and just felt good to be up front. But uh, you know, coming there that last lap, we were single file. I felt pretty good about it, but uh, they kind of doubled up behind us, and that top lane was getting some momentum. Looking back, I wish it would have stayed in the bottom and let the one push me. I didn't realize they were coming with that much speed, but uh, try to defend on the five. You're too far ahead already, right here, and uh, obviously the defense on the five kind of gives the, the door to the one. So. It is what it is. You're trying to just win the race. You can only see how much so much is going on from the seat, and uh, you're trying to make the best decision you can in the last, you know, 1,500 feet. But um, happy to run up front, lead laps. Just um, really would love to get the 43 in victory lane. I thought today might be the day. You know, all day long we were fast and had speed, and especially being up front there at the end, the last 10, I knew we had a shot, but um, just couldn't quite close it out. Sixth place doesn't tell the story for Eric James, uh, Eric Jones, James. Yeah, Don, it doesn't tell the story, but, uh, you know, he, um, 
he's going to get a victory. I think it's coming. It's going to come at some point. If they just keep going to the green, you know, going at it each week, given everything they have, they're going to get a victory. Their events actually screwed up on Eric Jones's name as well. <laughs> and that was like the theme of, of Talladega's race is no one seemed to be able to get Eric Jones the credit because it was well. And by no one, it was Mike Joy. Um, a lot of controversy, yeah. Mike. We, we talked about this a little bit earlier. There's been some stories put out. I know you sent me a, a, a link to a story today that, that was mm-hmm. published where with – Folks really having taking issue with with Mike Joy and uh, his call there on the last lap, and or lack thereof, I guess we should say, <laughs> and that he had fumbled and bumbled Eric Jones's name a few times, and Clint Boyer kind of snuck in and kind of corrected it there a little bit, and he was like, "Oh, that's right, Eric Jones, I'm sorry," or something like that. But I don't know. Before we get into it, let's let's listen. Let's give a listen to the last lap call. Um, by the Fox team there, the NASCAR on Fox team. And and then we'll go ahead and we'll give our opinions on it um, and see if there's fair criticism of yeah. this race in particular. All right, Don. And by the way, all, all the audio that you're hearing today is all courtesy of Fox and uh, NASCAR. So so here's the last lap. Here, here we go. Chase Elliott trying to get the outside together, but they are all jumbled up. The inside lane prevails right now. There goes Denny. Must be out of gas. Coming to Turo. Big time blocks coming, Dale. No outside line. So what do these guys do? The runs won't be as strong. It'll be easier to block. But how do you form it? Who forms it? Lap car. Using the lap car as a pig. Creating that momentum. Far out. Quarter off. off No runs for anybody just yet. Six Chevys, two Toyotas, and then back to Almirola's Ford in ninth. Bush and Truex, can they find each other, those two Toyotas, to work against these four Chevrolets? Still seems like it's going to be settled right here amongst these front five or six. I agree, but anybody breaks that plane, anybody moves too wide, it can give everybody behind them an opportunity to get on them. White flag, sponsored by Credit One Bank. You see the flaps moving on the one. He's pushing hard. Justin Haley gets out of line here. Austin Big time push. Is it too early to go off of two, Dale? Too soon. Remember what the finish line is. Way down. That's right. Turn one and two. Byron spit out to the outside. 29 times this race has been decided by a last lap pass. Oh, Kurt to the outside. That's going to slow down this one. Now watch the momentum with the one car. Kyle Busch. He's out of long ways. Here comes a run with the five. Kyle Larson, big push. Does it go to the outside? He's going to have to. Here he goes. And he's in the wall. Opens the door up for the one of Ross Chastain. And on the outside, Kyle Larson added. Oh, my gosh. How about you? <laughs> Ross Chastain. Ross is the, the boss dinner, of Talladega. Ross just kept it straight. Everyone else went everywhere. Well, he was able to. The five <laughs> move, making that move to the outside, getting a big block by Eric oh Jones. Got him doubled up on the outside. How about this? Trackhouse racing in victory lane again this season. They were one corner away from being two in a row. It's a Cinderella Last story for Trackhouse, the year they're having. Wow. We give Ross a hard time for all the moves he makes, but, man, when it comes down to it, he made the right ones at the end. Second win in the last five races for Ross Chastain. Kurt Busch in the tri-oval. 
shot up into the wall. Bubba Wallace, car spinning, crashing everywhere. And there you go, Don. That's the last lap there. So what do you what do you think? Um, what, and I'll tell you my opinion. Well, you know, it's funny because I didn't really pay much attention to it until I read the story. And then when I went back and read the story and then listened to the audio, then I understand what the story is saying. There was just confusion as to like where he, he didn't have Ross Chastain coming across the finish line. He's busy talking about something else that was going on, but but miscalled it or something. I, I don't know. In his defense, you know, they're up they're up in the booth. Yeah. And they have monitors in front of them and, and they're trying to look out the window. I, I've been up there before and seen uh, uh, NASCAR Xfinity race uh, at Texas Motor Speedway being called before. And um, it, it's hard. I mean, you're you're juggling a bunch of, you know, things. You're looking at monitors. You're looking at they're going so fast. There was so much going on. I mean, I could see where you could get a little confused. What, you know, with cars spinning and moving and you're trying to watch. And and it, it was a close finish. So, um, I you know, maybe maybe it just that's just the way it all played out. And that's what happened. I mean, maybe Mike Joy shouldn't be criticized so much over this. Um, I'm trying to, I'm going back in this story and seeing, it's funny because they, they, you know, they start giving the quotes from what the drivers are saying. Um, okay. So he said he's, so Kyle Larson, big push Earnhardt described as he go to the outside. And then he said, he's going to have to Boyer responded as Larson made his move up the track, which sent Kurt Bush hard into the wall. Here he goes. And he's in the wall, Joy said, which implied that Larson, not Bush, had gone into the fence. Opens the door up for one of uh, for Ross Chastain, Boyer excitedly suggested. Here comes trouble, Joy said, as the cars approach the finish line. And on the outside, Kyle Larson added, oh, my gosh. How about you, Boyer, said with Chastain taking the tractor fight. See, this, the whole story confuses me. I don't know what this yeah. guy's saying. I think they're nitpicking in here on, I mean... Yeah. But at the same time, I get what they're saying because it's the same thing that I've been saying. I mean, you know, overall is it's just he just stands out. It's the same reason why we don't why DW was pulled from the booth or asked not, you know, asked to go ahead and take a retirement. It's just the timing is I don't know. It's, yeah. It almost comes across as cheesy. Yeah. Um, You know, like I can see how, why you're saying that. And and. You know, I mean, I, I love Rick Allen. He's a good friend of ours and stuff and, and all. But it's one of the criticisms that Rick gets, too, sometimes is. And, and I understand that this is just something that announcers do. They do it in, you know, I mean, our, our we're friends with different guys that do announcing, you know, all over the country for, for things. But, you know, our good friend Bill Shoning, who, of course, is the voice oh, yeah. of the San Antonio Spurs radio radio calls. And then um, Jay Howard, of course, you know, we mm -hmm. knew Jay. And, I mean, you know, Jay's big thing was bang. You know, everything was bang. And, I mean, he's got these, you know, just – some of the best calls ever. You'll remember the Alamo. Well, remember the day that the San Antonio Spurs won their first, you know, chance. You remember these things. The, but I, I always wonder, I, I make jokes about it because I've made jokes with Rick too about, you know, do you stay up at night trying to think of that last lap? You know, what's, what you're going to say as they cross the finish line. And sometimes it's just cheesy. Like sometimes it's like, just, just call the race. You know, you don't have to have like, you know, he started out as a farmer's kid. And now he's, you know, I mean, you know, you know what I mean? Just, just say what's happening. I mean, we don't need a cheesy line. And I just kind of feel like Mike Joy is just, it's so old school. Yeah. I feel disrespectful. Like Mike, you know, 
going after him and stuff like this. But that the article that we read, which by the way, um, that and I I may have tweeted it, and if not, I guess I can go and retweet it out. I know you had sent it to me, but it's courtesy of uh, sportscasting dot com is who the story is by. So I don't even know who. That was one of those stories that showed up on my uh, Facebook uh, news feed, you know, where, where you can go down and look at all the news stories. And that's right. one that showed up. That's where I found it. Speaking of making the news, what do you think about Kyle Bush? <laughs> this week? or <laughs> Yeah, I mean, as far as the latest thing that he said in the, in the media center the other day, as far as uh, possibly uh, he's done it at, at, uh, at Joe Gibbs Racing after this year. Well, I, I thought it was interesting. I I hadn't heard the audio. Um, I'll be honest with you, and I still haven't heard it. I know because I even told you. I was like, I haven't heard it. Um, oh, okay. I, I mean, I saw the story and stuff because, and I and I shared it over the weekend and all because, but I saw it after it had happened, and I saw it from the Toyota's perspective, where they had said, you know, that they. Um, they understand his frustrations and all. They just wished he hadn't voiced it out loud and that I guess they came back real quick to kind of say that they're all in negotiations and have been working on stuff. Um, so. Okay, so this is the first time you're going to hear it, right? Yes. Listen carefully to the couple things that he says here, okay? Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play it, and if you need me to, I can play it twice, but... <laughs> But here's here's what happened the other day. And there were several members of the media. You, you'll hear the voices. Bob Pockers is one of them. Uh, Jenna Fryer was there. I think Lee Spencer was in that in on that, and, and Claire, Claire Claire B. Lang. So here here's and this is courtesy of Noah Lewis. I believe he's a member of the media um, there because this is his video that I got off of YouTube. So I want to give him credit for that. Okay. So here here's but others had the same video, but this is the one that. We're, we're uh, using so here's i'm calling it ask joe gibbs okay. <laughs> so here we go do you have any sort of time frame for when you want your plans to be decided for next year yesterday you're getting antsy about it i'm not getting antsy about it it happens it happens if it don't it don't goodbye so goodbye is an option ask joe gibbs have you been knocking on his door about it not my problem is it their problem then, right? Got to sell it. If you don't sell it, then nothing to sell or nothing to have. So it's all about the sponsor. Correct. Mm -hmm. That's got to be frustrating, though, in this day and age. Mm, yeah. Uh, truck series is probably 95% kids with money. Mm -hmm. You don't get anything for kids that there'll be somebody else out there that Probably not. Well, they're not going to let you go. They, they'll figure out something, won't they? Ask Joe Gibbs. So would you retire rather than leave JGR? Really? I mean, what are we well, doing? You just, well, you just said to Bob, probably not. So I just want to clarify that. I don't want that to be mistaken. I would say I lost my ride. Old trickle once said. If you're on the outside looking at a silly season, uh, you don't end up with a ride for next year. Is there another series you would entertain running? Um, no, I'll probably be Brexton Bush's truck driver. Wow. Well, okay. First of all, I have to go back. Well, I was going to say maybe I need to watch the video because Kurt, Kurt, Kyle's body language is always everything and the stupid faces that he makes. Well, he uh, made several. 
I, I can just I can already pick it up like just because this is his normal. This is this is Kurt's new. Th- or, why I keep insulting Kurt like that? This is Kyle's <laughs> new. This is his new interview style. It's the one word answers. It's, you know, yeah, I mean, dripping with sarcasm and stuff. But that um, and first and can I just ask, why is everybody always like, why is everybody always such assholes to Jennifer? I don't know. I mean, other than the she fact got, that I feel like she hits hard. I mean, she asks hard questions. She, oh, yeah. You know, She's not afraid. She's not afraid to ask. But I mean, you know, in all fairness, and I'm going to sound like I'm attacking Claire, which I'm not. But, you know, I mean, seriously, Claire, you're going to they're not going to let you go, are they? I mean, obviously, he doesn't know because they haven't got him a sponsor yet. And does that mean maybe that they have another driver in mind that they possibly have a sponsor for? And nothing's just been said. Or, I mean, they're not working as hard. You know, what it what, I don't know. I just but I mean, he was like, what, what, what are we doing here? And what I heard from that is I'm like, OK, well, first of all, you started the conversation. Mr. You know, you took yeah. it there. So now you're getting yeah. pissed because they're just trying to clarify because yeah. they're going to put a story out, but oh, aye, aye, aye. Dawn, <laughs> I really think that Kyle's done at Joe Gibbs Racing. I think the uh, Ty Gibbs, the grandson, is going to move into the ride next year. And um, I think they've already got sponsors lined up. He's had a hell of a season so far in the Xfinity Series. I don't think he's done yet. And I think I think Joe Gibbs is done with Kyle. I think they're going to part ways. Well, I wouldn't be surprised. And I, and I mean, no. I think it was, I don't think it was Eminem's pulling out of the sponsorship deal just because they were tired of, you know, or they, they were ready to move on from racing and stuff. No, no, especially not with NASCAR with this new car and stuff. I think Eminem's was tired of the antics. You know, every time Kyle does something, it always comes back to fans and stuff start questioning, you know, M&M. Because, again, you know, that's an advertisement or an advertising thing that is really geared towards a young audience as well. Yeah. Um, and and so and, and, a po- and a positive uh, audience, you know, a positive right. message for kids and stuff with candy and stuff. Yeah. Um, Eat candy and get fat. It's fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let your teeth rot. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't think he's the the person to rep the uh, company anymore. Yeah. Well, it's, I don't know. It, it, let me tell you, and he is not the only one, Mike. I mean, let's. Uh, there is something going on with a few thing or with a few drivers at JGR and with uh, and Toyota Racing. And Toyota has had to put out a lot of statements this week. Um, you know, I mean, for two different drivers, you've got Kyle Busch saying what he said. And then, which, and, and here I hadn't heard the audio. Well, you hadn't heard the whole story on this one. So Denny Hamlin gets slapped this week. Um, and I mean, this is the the idiot of the week move or bonehead of the week or whatever you want to call it dipshit move <laughs> the dipshit move of the week that's what we needed to do courtesy of denny hammond remember when jeff gordon called who was it that he called a dipshit that was great um anyway so denny after this race you know gets pissed off or whatever and he gets on twitter his favorite outlet and he goes off and he posts a meme and and it's a meme from south park or something i can't remember but um and it's an asian like an asian woman character driving Mm -hmm. 
and he puts Kyle Larson on it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that immediately like tries to go and and you know removes it and stuff and, and apologizes and all. But NASCAR has now slapped him with the the usual you know having to go to uh, sensitivity training or whatnot. But I just, Mike, I mean, first of all, I couldn't believe I'm like, are you a freaking moron? Like, why would you even do what in your thought process? Did you ever think that that was going to be a good idea? And he, and here's the thing. It's not just a dig at Kyle Larson. Okay. I mean, because of course, Kyle Larson is half Asian. Yes, he is. Kyle Larson's mother is the one who is the ha- who is the Asian, and so you're going to go put that on there. And here, you know, ah, it was just it was a bad move. But then, Mike, let's take an even larger look at this and think back to two years ago yeah. when it was Kyle Larson in that seat for using the N word and yeah. losing his ride and having to sit out for an entire season. And now it's come full circle where. Here is a you know a remark, a racist slur or whatever you want to call it, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, meme that was used against him. I just, I mean, what is Denny thinking? He's not. He's not thinking. And he, and I think it goes back to the thing I've said along. He's got too much on his plate right now, and he's frustrated. And twenty three, you know, what is it? Twenty three. Twenty three eleven. 2311. I was thinking 2310. <laughs> it's been a long week. Uh, 2311 racing. They didn't have a good day yesterday or, or Sunday is what I'm trying to say. And, uh, and uh, you know, wiping out two cars. And uh, so I don't know. Um, I just think he's not using his head and no. doing stupid things. You Definitely know. not using his head. Um, Mike, one more thing before we move on. We got news today, breaking news today on the all-star format that, uh, again, all-star race will be here at Texas Motor Speedway uh, next month. And the format, of course, all the changes and whatever we're going to do for the all-star race was released. And you've got the deets, don't you, from um, – uh, from the email that we all received through the media. Yeah. And they're going to change up a few things. And here's, so here's the deal with qualifying. The opening round is going to be the traditional single car, one lap format in reverse order of the current 2022 owner um, points. Okay. Okay. Fast, the fastest eight qualifiers will transfer to three to the, to a three round head to head elimination bracket. The elimination bracket is going to feature two cards staged in adjacent pit stalls near the end of the pit road. At the sound of of an of, of a um, of an alert, each pit member will perform a four tire stop, and then as the at the drop of the jack, the drivers are going to exit their pit stalls with no speed limit onto the track, and the first car back to the start finish line advances to the next round. Wow. Okay. And that the, could be a cluster waiting to happen. I'm just saying. <laughs> and then the final pairing will compete for the pole. Okay. So the race format is going to consist of four stages with the first three 25 laps in length and the fourth and final being a 50 lap shootout for the $1 million prize. And it says the new format has provided a major incentive to the win any of the opening stages or the pit stop competition during the break between stages two and three. And um, and the winner of stage four, which is the last 50 laps, will earn the cool one million dollars. So uh, it's it's all going to be uh, TexasMotorSpeedway.com. It's on their website. 
how this is uh, working. And then also NASCAR.com has the story as well. I'll have the story at racedaysa.com a little bit later this evening. As soon as we're done doing the show, I'll post it as well. But uh, that's kind of exciting. Uh, you know, they're going to race and with no speed limit on pit road, they're going to be racing down all the way down and going around the track. And the first one back to the finish line advances and stuff. That's kind of cool. Yeah. It's interesting. Very interesting. So, yeah. Um, and we've got, you know, a concert with Blake Shelton, a 60 minute concert he's going to have. And there's a concert after uh, the Ranchero group called uh, Banda MS. Uh, <laughs> going to be playing afterwards so they're going to have a lot of entertainment and everything too it's going to be a good weekend so get your tickets if you haven't gotten them yet yeah for sure definitely we'll we'll be out there so that's reason yeah. enough for you to get your tickets come see mike and myself yeah, exactly <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're gonna be hanging out with, with some fun people uh and that we're real excited about so um well mike we'll uh Let's switch gears. I always hate to use those stupid cliche things, but let's switch gears. Okay, let's switch gears. Um, we'll talk IndyCar real quick in Alabama, the, right? The official title is the Honda Indy Grand Prix of Alabama at Barber Motorsports Park. Don, this is a 2.3-mile, 17-turn uh, road course. It's done in the clockwise position. If you've ever been to Birmingham, Alabama, that's where it's located. Never been to Birmingham. I think I've been through it, but never been to yeah. it. It's, it's, um that's it's a beautiful course and they <laughs> this is a course that has all the little like animals that are made out of they call it the museum i think is what it is uh-huh and they have like big spiders and that are made out of like i don't know if it's fiberglass or or, or what but it's 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 kind of weird <laughs> i'll have to i'll have to look into it and maybe next week we can talk about it Okay. Yeah. How all that got how all that got right started. Right now, it just sounds like you're hallucinating on mushrooms or something and talking. Yeah. To you. <laughs> <laughs> well, the first time I, I saw it, I was wondering if I was hallucinating. <laughs> Cars going by, and you see this big gigantic spider that's you know that's out in the in the in the in the in the woods and stuff. It's weird, <laughs> crazy. But I think they call that the the museum or or some weird name like that. Anyway, it's it's. We'll figure it out. <laughs> but anyway, the race is Sunday, and uh, we have three drivers we're going to hear from today. Uh, and if you want me to, I'll just play all three of them here. Sounds like a uh, plan. Graham Rahal is up first, and and then Jack Harvey, and then Christian um, Lungard. Um, all three of these drivers are doing pretty well this season. Uh, just one, one note on Graham real quick. He and his wife, Courtney Force, announced the other day that they're going to have little baby number two coming in september i guess she's really done racing for a while huh yeah <laughs> she's done i don't i don't think she's coming back to funny car actually but we'll talk about that but her, but her sister did well this weekend but we'll come back to that too but so anyway here up first is graham ray hall and then again jack harvey and christian lungard so here we go i'm excited to go back to alabama uh barber's always a track i uh, had a had a great love for and had a lot of success at so uh, for me, I think it's uh, it's a good opportunity to go and turn our season around, or certainly be able to get a win. We we as a team have been very competitive there before as well. Uh, last year we did not qualify well at all. Uh, any of us, uh, there was no pace for Takuma and myself. However, in the race we had pretty good pace. We were able to go from 18th up to seventh uh, as a finishing position, uh, challenging with uh, Ericsson and 
and Bourdain most of the race. So it was great to uh, have a good result. But, you know, we're excited for, for, uh, for the opportunity ahead of us. And, um, you know, hopefully we can make it happen. Like I said, this season could use a bit of a boost. Uh, Barber, of course, the beginning of May leads into the Indy Grand Prix, leads into the 500. It's an important time for us uh, to get momentum going in the right direction. Alabama is a very high-speed track in many areas. I feel like uh, turn eight, nine is, is always kind of blind and challenging on the corner entry there. Uh, but clearly at the end, end of the back straight, 12, 13, up 14, 15, 16, like that, that area is, uh, you know, it takes a lot of guts and courage to get through it and, and push yourself hard. Uh, hopefully we can get our cars better and, and be more competitive there this year. Our, as I said, our race pace was good last year, but we need to qualify up front uh, to be able to get a win, and we're certainly going to try to do so. I actually enjoy everything about Barba. Uh, it's a really, really fun track to drive at. I think my favorite sequence is probably turn seven, eight, nine, uh, when you get by the museum. The whole section, you have to ride the curbs quite aggressively, uh, but it's obviously quite quick on the way in. I don't know, just really enjoy the whole track, honestly. Uh, hopeful optimism, really. Uh, I know the season hasn't exactly got off to the way that we all hoped it might. Uh, that being said, going to a road course, obviously my friend and Butler coming from Europe, and you know we've had good success there from Indy Lights, also in IndyCar. So I think at this point, we just want to get our season going the path, uh, going on the path that we really want to. Uh, Barber's a good weekend to do that. So uh, honestly, right now, I think we go in there with uh, positivity and optimism that we're going to have a great weekend. I know the results haven't been what we all collectively hoped they might. That being said, I'm, I'm really enjoying my time with everybody at RLL and with High V. And to be honest, it's just a matter of time before those results come together. Uh, and I think the thing that it's not an excuse, not trying to make it one, but we did one day of practice in Seabrook before we even got the season started. And then once you're in the thick of the season, you know, you just go, go, go. You don't really have time to try little bits and bobs. So I'm really encouraged about where we can go. Obviously, now the hard work is making sure we get ourselves on the right path again and head the way we want to and get the end results. But I think the way everyone is working together is a really good one. We've just got to find those few bits that are missing, put them together, have a successful weekend. But I think the thing that I would say to the public as well is it's not just an effort level. It's not like everybody can just keep trying harder. And sadly, we're just in that classic. We just need to figure out how we work smarter because there is no more effort to be put in. Uh, you know, and I'm really proud of everybody for how, you know, they are digging deep and still trying to help us get the results. But in reality, it's, it's three races. You know, we're not 10 races in, still struggling. Uh, you know, the first three are very tough tracks to go to. Um, so I think that's why everybody is encouraged about going to Barber. It's a track that, you know, we've all been to. I think we've all had good success there. And really is a good time for us to unite and get good results. The Honda in, G in the GP of Alabama is obviously the first time I ever drove uh, an IndyCar on. Uh, it was well exciting. I had the opportunity to do it, and uh, it's the reason why I'm here today. So I'm sure going back there will bring back some memories. I'm sure we'll have a good weekend. I have more experience at, the, at, the, at that track than I have at any other track uh, that we're racing on this year. So I'm going to give it everything. I'm looking forward and, and hoping we can, we can enjoy it. For me, it's it's more personally about uh, improving uh, the package we have and, and keep delivering. Um, we haven't quite done that so far, so I'm sure coming to a track that we know, uh, that I know as well, we, our total package can already be better from the get-go. So I think it's, it's building, building from where we left off last year, which was pretty decent, I would say, uh, considering it was the first time in the car. 
Um, so yeah, Alabama. Here we go. Um, my favorite, I'd say, corners of the track will probably be the fast left right. Um, I love elevation. Um, I'm now new to this oval thing that we do here in America with uh, with the banked corners, um, and I think this is a bit the same sensation you get just on a road course with kind of the uh, the elevation going down, going up with the compression at the bottom. Um, we've got that at one track in Europe, which is Spa, um, and that's just all the, the best corner in, in Europe. So we've got one here, and I, I think that's 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 my favorite corner around um, Alabama. And Don, uh, once again, the race will be on Sunday. It's going to be on NBC on the on the big networks at noon. And uh, there's six drivers in the race: uh, Joseph Newgarden, Will Power, Alex Palou, Takuma Sato, Simon Paginald, and Elio Castroneves, who've all won before at this track. Joseph Newgarden has won three times. Will Power twice, and the, and the other guys have one one win in each. So. Um, a lot of experience with these these guys. I suspect that probably one of those guys will probably get the victory, unless Scott McLaughlin can get back in victory lane. But um, I think it's going to be a good race. It's, you know, it's, it's it is a road course and it's um, it's um, ninety miles, two hundred seven laps, and so I'm I'm excited to see the IndyCar series back on the uh, track again this week. Yeah. Uh, I went and read a little bit real quick while we were listening. I was reading about and saw the pictures. So yeah, there's like lions, tigers and uh, bears or something. And then the spider and then there's giant ants and I don't know, but, and then they supposedly have the largest, it's the largest motorcycle museum uh, according to the Guinness book of world records there. Um, and then it's just weird. Like the, I was reading about the seating and stuff there. Like they don't have seats, spectator seats, like along the start finish line and stuff. It's like on the back stretch somewhere is where the spectator seats are. And there's a couple of VIP areas, but, um, but they say it's, it's also referred to as the Augusta national of, of motorsports or something that the, the, the yeah. there is like amazing. Oh, it's beautiful. It's green and, and, and very landscape very nice nice landscaping and just a beautiful place uh it's i've had a few uh race car drivers tell me that are in the road racing and stuff that it's a fabulous course to take your sports car out on and apparently they do a lot of sports car racing there and and uh i've never been but one of these days if i ever get over to birmingham i'd like to go take a, a tour of it all right hell i'd like to actually see any car race there so maybe maybe i can get over there one year and and check out one of the races and check out this uh, track yeah oh definitely it sounds like a, i mean an interesting place so well want to talk about nhra now yeah i know you're uh you've been chomping at the bit so tell us about your weekend and how everything went oh man it couldn't have gone any better dawn you know the last race the uh <laughs> ever at um for the 35th and final nhra spring nationals was held there at houston raceway and from the Friday night, the qualifying sessions, the temperatures, it was cool. There was a, there was a tailwind. The humidity wasn't very bad. And I mean, there were lots of record runs down the track. I think Brittany force at one point did like a three thirty, three hundred thirty 330, something, 31 or three. I don't remember what it was, but she broke a record there. Uh, speed record at the track uh, for uh, for miles per hour and elapsed time and everything and just uh, 
fabulous night of racing and and then we had qualifying uh saturday Forty thousand people were there at the race on sunday the crowd friday was packed mm. it took me an hour to get into the uh to, to the track where i was parked from when i when i and i was like a half a mile down the road it took an hour it, it, the traffic was so slow getting in there and, and um but they were trying to get everybody parked I had media parking and everything up close, but it just still took forever. But what a great, great day Saturday with two rounds of qualifying and just tons of people. And, and like I said, Friday night was perfect weather. Didn't have any rain or anything, but Sunday dawn, the the final rounds were spectacular. They had, they had like I said, a crowd of about 40,000. It was standing room only. And we had um, Brittany Force winning in the uh, top fuel class. Uh, Man, she dominant, dominant, dominant. And then we had Matt Hagen winning in, in Funny Car. Steve Johnson got the win in Pro Stock Motorcycle. And then Erica Enders, the hometown girl from Houston, took the win in Pro Stock. And there was all these storylines, you know, um, Steve and Steve Torrance and his dad, Billy. Uh, Steve had actually, Brittany was the number one, the provisional number one qualifier. But then Steve knocked her off the top spot on Saturday. So he started number one, but then he and his dad both made it to the semifinals. Brittany beat his dad. And then, um, uh, Justin Ashley, the young man who, uh, uh, Steve, Steve Torrance went up against, uh, Justin won. So that put Brittany versus Justin in the final. And then Brittany takes it, uh, what a close race. Uh, you know, she, uh, won it on a whole shot. So, uh, let's let's hear what Brittany had to say real quick and then we'll come back yeah uh, you know looking at her ladder we felt like we felt confident coming in um we thought you know we wanted that number one spot got, but got moved to number two and uh you know looking at the ladder we thought we have a good shot at it uh unfortunately we didn't get we didn't grab every single qualifying run we really needed to yesterday in the heat um really to help us out today but it didn't seem to hold us back it didn't seem to stop us we were able to go down there it was just in that q3 that we had holes out and uh struggled but somehow still got lucky ran an 84 and still got the win light so uh just an incredible day for this entire team we've all been working so hard to get where we are and to be able to close out houston with the win um pretty exciting for all of us and dawn she won the week uh or two weeks before at the four wide nationals in las vegas Brittany force did and she has just been um, incredible. She's got Monster Energy as her sponsor. This is, as many of y'all know, this is John Force's daughter. Um, she's a former uh, champion in, in the class, and and she uh, has been struggling the last couple of years. Even though she's been right there in the in the thick of it for the for the uh, championship, um, Steve Torrance has won the last. Uh, well, he's a four time champion now, but anyway, but he. Uh, uh, she, you know, she, she was just dominant in her car and, and what, what a great, what a great round of top fuel racing the other day. Awesome. Well, uh, it's good to see her back on top of her game there. Definitely is. And then in the funny car race, Bob Bodie, he's a college student in, at Arizona state university, about 20, 20, um, I think he's 20 or 20, 21 years old, something like that. Maybe, maybe couple years older i don't know he's in his early 20s he was celebrating his birthday this past weekend and he made it all the way to the final round for the first time ever and he went up against matt hagan now matt hagan is the driver that used to race for don schumacher racing and stuff he's a former champion 
as well. And and Tony Stewart picked up uh, Matt Hagen and Tony Stewart's wife Leah Pruitt. Um, they have two cars in the in the Tony Stewart uh, racing uh, stable now. And Matt ended up defeating Bob Bodie on in the final round. And Don, as they were going down the track, it was close, but Bob Bodie's car blew up. The engine blew, and it blew the body right off the the right up in the air, and it went, it went 20, 30 feet in the air. Just the whole body just went flying up in the air. Mm. Well, what was funny was afterwards when Bob got out when when. Um, when Bobby got out, he threw his gloves. He was pissed that he blew the, blew the body off because those fiberglass bodies is, I think, at around forty five thousand dollars just for the body. Jeez. And yeah, they're expensive when you mess them up like that. But he was just so upset because you know he wanted to win. It was his first time in the final round ever. He had the chance to get his first victory, and then he blows it up like that. And he threw his helmet. And Tony Stewart said, <laughs> "I'm gonna buy that boy a helmet." I'm going to buy him a new helmet for the one he threw because they, you have to have it certified. And if you throw it like that, then it messes it up or whatever. And you can't, you can't use it again. But, uh, and Tony said, you know, I've never thrown anything in my life. I never thrown any tantrums, but I, and everybody was laughing. They were interviewing him on the uh, Sunoco vision. Uh, but he, he decided to go ahead and, and make the announcement that he was going to buy this, um, kid, a new helmet. And, uh, and it was it was just funny because uh, you know like I said Tony uh, kind of made fun of it but Tony was like I respect that you know I respect that that's passion and he's pissed that he lost and and I I I love that <laughs> kids probably thinking why don't you buy me a new body for the freaking car screw the helmet <laughs> <laughs> but that's Matt scary got the though, when that happens that's like that's scary when you see them blow up like that I know. Yeah, and it doesn't happen very often, but there's so much compression that when when it boom when it goes, it just takes the whole body and everything with it. And uh, but he would he was okay. He didn't get hurt or anything. They're protected in that little capsule thing they have, and and uh, in the roll cage there. But um, so anyway, we're gonna hear from Matt Hagen, and I have a follow up something funny to tell you about Matt Hagen that you're gonna be very surprised what he did to himself. So oh, okay, here's Matt Hagen. Well, I mean, first of all, Bob Bodie and his kid there, man, they, they're doing a great job. I mean, you know, up on top in there. So what would you recommend? You're a three-time champ. What would you tell them? I was like, just keep doing what you're doing, man. Like, you know, that kid is doing a great job driving. I'm super proud of him. I mean, we need youngsters like that coming up in the sport. And I'm just really, really proud of him this weekend. I, I hated to rain on his parade for his birthday weekend. You know, I was signing his card. I was like, you freaking stud, you know what I mean, like, on his birthday card and stuff. But, uh you know, I mean, that's just drag racing, though, man. I'm here to do a job, and that's what I'm supposed to do is turn wind lights on, and that's what I get paid to do, you know. But, uh, you know, for Dickie Venables and his uh, his entire, you know, family to be here and his dad passing, and Dickie, you know, Dick Venables being such a huge, huge part of Dickie and what he has done in his career and, and just, you know, them working together with Tobler and all those people, like, to, to have that, you know, inspiration from his dad and to – have him be such a big part of drag racing. And, you know, this, this race means so much to me because, you know, I won my first race here. This is in two, 2010. I'm, I got in on a pedal job or number 14. I pedaled pretty much every round and, and, uh, and won in the final on a pedal job. And, you know, to, to close it out here, you know, with a win and to be able to honor and commemorate Dickie and his dad and, and, um, you know, his entire family being here is super, super special. You know I mean? It's a, it's a sad, sad thing, but we're going to end on a really, really good note. And to be able to give him and his family the trophy this weekend is, is massive, you know? So, uh, 
you know, it's, I'm probably going to cry like a little girl when I had the time, you know, but, but it means so much because Dickie means so much to me, man. And um, it's just, it's just cool that this is, this is his life, man. And this is what he's given. And, you know, he doesn't have kids. He doesn't have family. This is, this is it, you know, and to be able to come out here with a win, you know, is, is huge. And like his sisters and all that stuff be here. It's, it's massive, you know? So, uh, yeah, we got it done. So I'm, I'm happy about that. So I'm going to cry in the shower later when you guys can't see, you know what I mean? But, uh, no, it's, uh, it's just a good weekend, you know, and I'm, I'm excited that our car's running well points leader, um, you know, won two races so far, been to every final except for one. And I think we went to a semi before that, uh, you're just making a statement this year, man. I mean, there's a lot of heavy hitters. We got through a lot of heavy hitters today and, uh, you know, there was nothing, no, no easy runs today. I mean, and you, you look at Bodie, it's like, man, it's his birthday weekend. He's probably gonna pull something out of his ass. You know what I mean? Like, that's just how stuff happens. And, and, uh, so, you know, all in all, it's just a really, really great weekend. And Don, uh, Dickie Venables is, uh, Manhagen's crew chief there. And they were referring to Dickie's dad and, uh, great guy and great family and everything. But, um, what I want you to do real quick and anybody listening, do the same thing as well. Um, go to Instagram and, and Don, if well, I'm getting the audio set up here for the next one, uh, go to Matt Hagen in after the H A G A N do underscore FC. If you can pull up his Instagram page. Uh-huh. And then what I want you to do is scroll down a little bit. And there's a picture of him without his shirt on, you know, Matt's a big guy. He's like a weightlifter. Yeah, if you look right above his left chest there, he got branded. Oh, I see it. And the video, the one next to it is the actual, um, uh, where they, uh, actually branded him but that's his cattle company and he uh so he showed us in the media center while we were interviewing him he pulled pulled open his fire suit pulled down his shirt showed us the brand and i mean it's like a cattle like a cow getting the brand on his back matt got it on his chest and that's the that's the logo there that you see there of the hagen cattle company and um i mean it was some serious it, it's it's he he's the real dude, the real okay. deal. Man. We got to get with, uh, um, now I'm having a brain fart. What's our girl, uh, what's from, she did the IndyCar stuff and now she's Cap- Caparelli. Yes. We got to yes. get, with her. I want him on the well, show, especially well, now that I just saw that picture of him. Hello. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hello. Thanks <laughs> yeah, Mike. For- I'm awake now. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Good. Well, uh, but did I ever tell you the story about my son branding his, his ass? No, I yes. don't know. I think you did. Caleb. I think you did tell me that. The week before, when I was in St. Louis, the week before he was due to come up there to, to see me and him and his friends one night, you know, just, <laughs> that's my son, um, decided that they were all going to brand stars, like some kind of stars or something on the, on his ass cheek, and it got infected. and I, Yeah, so I couldn't believe it. Like yes, I can believe it, but yeah. So there you go. I mean, boys are stupid. Boys do stupid things. Yes, they do. But <laughs> but Matt Matt had a whole story why he wanted to, the his cattle company on there and everything. It, it's he's proud of what he's created and done, and he wants to leave. It. This is his legacy, and I don't know all this stuff. Uh, I'm, 
not really pissed that but, I wasn't in the media center to see the, the yeah. Stories. Well, uh, but Matt likes to do go on podcasts, and so I've been told uh, by his his uh, PR people that anytime we want him, we can get him on the show. So we'll okay. we'll get him on the show here. I'll I'll get that arranged and everything. <laughs> yes, because um, and too bad that y'all don't get to see the video, but I might have to save that. Uh, I'm gonna. You watch. I guarantee MT you, Mike, I'm going to embarrass you because I'm going to tell him I was not there in Houston to see this. So I need to see it. I don't believe well, you, it until I see it. You got to go in, in uh, October at the Texas Motorplex at the fall race. Is he short or is he a. No, a he's guy? big. He's about as tall as I am. He's he's like a Hulk, man. I mean, he he, he lifts weights and he he's yeah. a big dude. He looks big and he, he in that picture. No. He has a farm. I think it's in Virginia, and they 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 have cows and then several hundred acres and and and. Um, well, see, we need to get him on before I go to Virginia because I gotta I gotta make friends with this dude now. Well, he's he's going to make friends. He's one you want on your on your side. Well, but anyway, really quick, um, can I ask you really quick? Speaking of like one of our friends in NHRA, um, did did the whole like. Louisiana turnout for uh, yeah. Antron had a huge AB had a huge turnout of people. <laughs> his people came and and his friends and family and and he um, he didn't do very well. I think he got knocked out uh, first or second round. But um, you know he's he's his own uh, car owner now and he's doing his own team this year. Not racing with Don Schumacher, so Antron's struggling a little bit. But he'll get it together. But uh, I saw him fishing party. Yeah, but he had a good time. But but Don, the, the the talk of the weekend was Erica Enders because this is the gal is the winningest driver, female driver in pro stock history. Mm-hmm. She um, grew up in in Houston. Her and her sister Courtney raced junior dragsters at the age of eight. Her dad raced, and they then they had a movie, Disney movie made called Right on Track that fe- kind of featured their 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 story growing up and. And Courtney is, you talk about sisterly love. A lot of siblings get jealous of one another for when one does something, you know, that the other can't do or the or one does surpasses the other, you know, in racing or whatever. But not this situation. Uh, Courtney decided years ago that she was just going to um, not race anymore and let her sister race and she's going to support her sister. And th- th- those two are like this. I mean, they are so close and and. So I got a chance to talk to them and I've been following them and, and Courtney does all and all of Erica's PR and everything. And if you go to her Facebook page, Erica in the uh, racing, they do something um, called the britches check <laughs> before the race. And they go around and check everybody in on the race team. They're all wearing red underwear or black underwear, the team colors, and they show it and stuff. And it's funny. And then, then they do a Facebook live. Oh, okay, yeah, but it has a really cool name, doesn't it? Oh, that's the drive that bitch back. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's where I'm getting ready to go to and in just a second. After Erica wins, they drive that bitch back to the pit, the car. <laughs> and, and Erica gets in the car and Courtney gets in the car with her and films it. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're revving it and driving it and everything. And like I said, on, 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 the, uh, on their Facebook page, on Erica Ender's uh, Facebook page, uh, Erica, Ender's, Erica Ender's Racing, I think is how it is. They, uh, they show the, the one from Houston driving it back. And, 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 and uh, that's, that's what it's called. And they have a hashtag, uh, you know, D-T-T-B or whatever. 
anyway for drive that bitch back and and that's that's the thing and it's gotten popular and 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 there there's several uh tv stations have done stories on it and pe- people love it it's 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 like a tradition that they do now it's awesome. <laughs> but, they, but erica got the win and she was racing the camry uh carusco uh a, a young 24 year old up-and-coming racer uh they went it went down to the wire in the last race and, and so we had an all-female final in the drag race but anyway but here's erica in the media center uh, talking about her win, and then I got a chance to ask her, her and Courtney some questions. So here's Erica Enders on Sunday. Um, I don't really know if I can put it into words, honestly. I mean, we've, we've had so many wonderful memories at this racetrack, starting before I even got behind the wheel of anything, just watching our dad drive and, and growing up out here with a lot of the a lot of the people that actually won at the sportsman race today. So <laughs> just an unbelievable day. I mean, I mean, my first passes in a junior dragster at this racetrack. I won my first national event Wally and super gas here. And uh, I think this is our third sport pro stock with a few more final round appearances as well. So it's a, uh, it's huge, man. I mean, the, the angel family junior drag race with us, the people that own this track and it's, it's a little bit of an emotional day because it's the last time we'll, we'll ever have the chance to win here. And, uh, but I'm glad we, we went out with a bang. And Dawn, going out with the bang, that's what they wanted. Their focus this weekend, we've got to win this race. We have to win this race. Of any of the races we've won, this is the one to, to get because, you know, it's just so um, important being their last race ever at this track and then being this is their home track. I mean, it was it was intense. Yeah. And when they pulled up both cars up to the starting line, Camry was having trouble with the burnout, and I I was thinking, I wonder if she's trying to throw Erica off. Is she really having trouble? Well, I asked Erica some questions here. There's two questions here that I asked, and one of them had to do with the closeness of her sister, the relationship they have. Like I mentioned a while ago, they're, they're very, very close. And uh, so I asked what that meant to have Courtney there as well. So here's Here's uh, what Erica had to say, and then, then I'm going to play the follow-up with, uh, I also talked to Courtney, got Courtney's uh, reaction as well. So I'll, I'll play both of them here. Here we go. Erica, Mike Cave with Race State San Antonio. Uh, on the, uh, the final round there on the, on the starting line, uh, Camry seemed like she had some problems with the burnout. Did you, did you know or realize that she was having problems or? Or was that a tactic that she used to kind of throw you off? No, no, definitely. Like, pro stock cars are all about finesse, right? Like, the clutch is super, like, tight, and heat, like, destroys it. So you definitely don't want to muff the burnout at all. And uh, I did, I, she fired her car first and pulled in the water. I heard her dragging the clutch through the water, and I'm like, she's in, she's in a freaking hurry. So I just do my deal, take my time. So I hear her over there rev it up and just, like, just stick the tire and drag the clutch plum out of it. And um, so I do my burnout as I'm backing up. I see the and I see her muffet again. So, you know, in my head as I'm backing up, I'm just trying to focus on what I'm doing. But I also know that usually if somebody screws it up twice, there might be something wrong. So I'm thinking, well, maybe she doesn't have fourth gear or something. And, you know, she doesn't have the experience to skip over it and roll out and get it just get your burnout without nuking your clutch. So um, I'm having these thoughts, right? And I'm, I just am like, you need to focus on what you're doing. Go up there. Don't do something stupid. Don't give it away because there's a good chance she ain't getting to the finish line. So 
that was kind of my mindset up there, but I did, I did know what was going on. I'm, I'm pretty good too with what's going on. And, and when I'm not, my guys are my eyes and they talk to me in my helmet. The second thing I wanted to ask you, you've, all, you've always talked about what a great support system you have around you with the crew and the team and everything. But there's one person that's been by your side for a long time, that's your sister, Courtney. How important and how special is it for you to have her by your side each week that you're racing and for all these years and all the things that she does for you? How special is that to have her there with you? as a support system it's probably the most important part of the puzzle honestly family is family is of the utmost importance it always has been and, and blood's thicker than anything so um you know aside from her being like my ultimate hype girl keeping my thoughts and in, in control making it positive every single time and she believes in me even when i don't believe in myself so all of those aspects help me to be a better driver but on the on the personal side of it like how cool is it to be to have your sister be your best friend to, you know, and, and we played stick and ball sports growing up and as well as drag racing. And she's a tremendous athlete and a really good race car driver too. But she, she chose to come with me and, and like, you know, some siblings could have gone the other way and been hateful and jealous and left. And she just gets closer and I never have to turn around and wonder where she stands. <laughs> and there you go. Now here's, here's uh, Courtney. When I talk to her. I told her um, I've been here for all of her wins except the very first one, and there's been a very few very, very special ones. They're all special, don't get me wrong, but there's a couple that stick out, and I told her this morning, I said, if we can close this out here, this will be one of those, and I'll tell you, my favorite is 2014 when we won here because I've never seen a fan base go absolutely bananas like they did there, and we've won Indy. We've won the world championship. We've won all the things. This was a must-do, in my opinion. I've told her a million times her career was poetic, and the racing gods and our God has rewarded those things, and things seem to go storybook for her. And I put all that confidence in her today that, like, the story's been written, and this is our house. I said it on TV earlier. This is our house, and they're going to have to come take it from us. And I'm more confident than her, and I truly, truly believed going into this that there was no way this was ending in any other way. And I got the best seat in the house. I don't care if her seat's in that car. I still choose mine. I couldn't ask for a better life to be on this ride with her. And there you go, Don. There's Courtney and Erica Enders. And again, they have a very, very close relationship. Now, one, one, one final thing, two, or two th final things I want to say. Um, we waited forever for her to come back to the media center. Because uh, the other driver that won the race was Steve Johnson. I don't have any audio for him because he rambled too too long. We'd be here till midnight. But we waited forever, and Courtney never came. I mean, uh, Erica never came in, never came in. And finally, Joe Costello, um, one of the announcers and stuff, he went to look for her. Well, they had to drive that bitch back. <laughs> so that's what they were doing. So Courtney came in with Erica to the media center, and they apologized and everything. But when we found out that that's what they were doing, we're like, oh. That's that's fine, you know. Your your excuse. So, but what a what a great thing for those two, and what a great thing that they were able to get the victory and close out the track. And it was as a storybook ending. I mean, perfect, perfect, perfect. Yeah, I mean, you talked you talked so much about it. Um, you, for weeks before uh, this event coming up, and so yeah, it definitely was a, a great way to. Um, cap off that that track i guess the the history of that track and yeah and, and for erica herself you know just in her uh repertoire i should say 
Yeah, uh, she, she's an amazing young lady, and I don't think she's through <laughs> with racing. I think she's going to win a bunch more, and um, just and we get we got to get her on the show too sometime because she's uh, she's a good person to talk to, and and she's paid her dues and worked her way up the ladder, and it hasn't been an easy easy road either. So yeah, no, definitely hasn't. Well, I'm glad you had a good time, Mike. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, we, I enjoyed looking at your stories and stuff and seeing your pictures and all there from the track. So, um, you, you even t- did a, like a farewell selfie tour kind of thing yeah. too, with some pictures and also it was nice. Yeah. Just to kind of remember the place. Cause I got a lot of memories there and, uh, I hate to see these tracks close, you know, any, any track, um, it's sad, you know, and yeah. And, um, but you know, it's just the way, way it is sometimes. So, but we're going to be at Dover this week with NASCAR. Yeah. Um, Dover used to be a track that I really, really enjoyed, but over the last few years, it has, I just haven't enjoyed it quite as much. We'll see what happens though with this new car, uh, on it. Mike, do you have a, uh, your favorites that you're looking at for this race? Well, I'm going to go, I'm still Saying that Chase Elliott's going to get a win. Well, he's a good pick to go with this week. Yeah, I'm going to go with him for the win. Um, for my long shot, it's going to be um, I'm going to go Eric Jones with my long shot. Yeah, okay. I think Eric Eric's close, and then my really really long shot, Don Eric Amarola. I mean, he's he's been there, and and I'm going to gamble and say Eric Eric and and um, and Chase. <laughs> there we go. All right. Well, I'm kind of looking at the odds, uh, what odds makers have said for this week. I'll, you know, they're going Kyle Larson um, as, as who the odds makers are going with. And then William Byron would be the next choice. Then Chase Elliott. Um, Harvick is in there. Hamlin, Ross Chastain, Joey Logano, Ryan Blaney. Hmm. You know what? I'll go Ryan Blaney. Yeah, that's a good yeah, I'll go Ryan good Blaney with, with uh, the pick. And then my... My second choice, I'll say Truex. I'll go Truex. Yeah, and, then, and then, of course, I have to still pick Suarez because I have to pick him until he wins. So Suarez um, it will be my really, really long shot. Yeah, and he had some moments at Talladega the other day, too. You I know. know. I know. And then he just got caught up in something yeah. and blew up the car. I know. The Tootsie's car. <laughs> <laughs> and one more note on the nhra they're at the they're, they're at charlotte this weekend at z max dragway which is right there where the um four wide uh, yeah. this is the last four wide race of the year there's two there's one in vegas that we already had and then there's this one and then they go back to the two wide format for the rest of the year so that'll be on fox or fs1 uh like i said the, the indy car race is on nbc and i think the Cup races on, is it Fox or, or I FS? Know. I didn't even look. <laughs> well, I'll I, have it on my, on my on my website on on my weekend preview. I'll have it there. So okay, good. Yeah, because I don't honestly. I never look until it's on FS1. Um, Mike, before we before we go, we wanted to take a second um, to ask for prayers if you could if you folks could out there a very very good friend of ours um someone that we have worked with for years um at texas motor speedway uh dave chrome he uh has had some issues some medical issues and was hospitalized uh this week and had surgery yesterday uh for a brain tumor and that his family 
didn't know he had. He was having some memory issues, I guess. Right, Mike? And they Yeah, they noticed that he was having some memory issues and took him to the hospital. I think it was Tuesday evening. And then they did surgery um, today, I think, or, or yesterday, I think yesterday. it was. And um, and but Dave is the he used to be the uh, kind of the uh, director of uh, broadcasting and uh, c- communications there. He handled all the media on the broadcasting side. And then did it a lot. Um, he he was there after Don Gardine left, mm-hmm. and he was there for a number of years. And did he before that? He worked for one of the TV stations uh, in sports, I believe. He was a sports sportscaster. Uh, yeah, one of the TV stations there in the Dallas Fort Worth area. In um, and then when he left the when he left the broadcasting part there at Texas, he he started working with the children's charity. Yeah, um, they're at the track, the track children's charity. So, yeah, and he's done a lot with nonprofits and stuff and great guy. Every time they have a, a NASCAR racer or any car race at Texas, he comes in, volunteers some of his time, work, works, help. He helps with uh, set up the, the cameras in the media center. They film the press conferences and works with the audio and make sure that everything is working great and still does a lot of stuff behind the scenes just to help out because they need people and you know, a lot of companies have gone through layoffs and, and everything, and Speedway Motorsports has been one of them. So they let some people go. Had to with the pandemic and everything, but Dave has always been there and super nice guy and been a great friend to us, and, and we just uh, hope that he uh, recovers and and does well here with this um, because he's a super, super great guy and um, always makes a point to come by and say, say hi to me when he sees me and Ask me how I'm doing and everything. And so uh, we just love the guy. Yeah, so. he, he's one of those people. He's a big guy. Um, and so I've always thought of him as like a big teddy bear, big gentle giant. Um, just one of the most genuinely nice, nicest people I have ever met. Um, a very, uh, just somebody that has, uh, is very, God, what's the word I'm trying to look for? Um grounded with his faith, um, very mm-hmm. faith-based. Um, um, and, and so, you know, if there's ever a guy that deserves a second chance, I mean, mm-hmm. honestly, it's, it's him. I mean, he definitely does. He deserves to, to have miracles happen and to pull out of this and, and, and recover. Um, yeah. you can't say that about a lot of people, but I genuinely feel like this yeah. guy is one that deserves it. He is just one of the sweetest people you would ever ask to meet and, and be lucky enough to meet or call friend. And so when you told me that news, I mean, it just, it, it, yeah, I saw it, his son posted on Facebook and, and tagged his dad in, in the post. And that's how I saw it. It showed up on my feet. I was like, Oh no, that can't be, uh, don't let that be true. And then sure enough, you know, it was just, Oh, well, and you know, it's weird too, Mike, because I, I was thinking back to just, you know, a month or so ago when we were there for IndyCar and and Dave did talk to me, but he didn't seem like his normal self. I noticed that he seemed very subdued and very quiet, and like he wasn't feeling well. So I wonder if he was already starting to have some complications or or uh, you know signs of something going wrong. But um, yeah, yeah, I noticed yeah. that. 
Well, we just, we ask for prayers and, and yeah. stuff uh, for for Dave and especially, you know, for especially for Dave, but also for his family and stuff, having to uh, go through this and endure it and stuff. And they're waiting for the biopsy results and we're just praying that it's benign. Um, yeah. The tumor was benign, but, uh, you know, a brain tumor is nothing to... I know. You know, it's going to be a long, no matter what, it's going to be a long haul for him. Yeah, uh, you're right. Ahead. So um, we just, we really, we wish, wish for the best for, for Dave because he deserves it. So definitely. Um, but Mike, uh, other than that, I guess we will, we'll see what happens here at Dover and at Barber and uh, at Charlotte. <laughs> so, uh, and then we're inching closer to Texas Motor Speedway's All-Star Race Weekend here next month. And well, actually just uh, next month is just a couple of days away. So um, in like three weeks and three, uh, yeah, three yeah. weeks. For me, we'll go ahead and throw this out there, a little caveat, because you and I are trying to figure out what we're going to do for that week. Because actually that week leading up to it, I will be in Virginia seeing my son that I haven't seen. Well, I saw him last year, uh, my youngest son that's in the Navy. But we're going to, uh, Craig and I, my husband and I, we're going to road trip it. We're we're going to drive to Virginia. So All right. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a fun drive. I and take the, take the new ride. Taking the new ride. Yes, we are. That's so, right. You got a new ride. And it's, it's a nice one, too. Mike, we have so much going on. I swear, between, you know, we got the new car. We're we're putting our house up for sale. Um, oh, we're wow. Put our house up for sale. So I have a realtor coming. Look at this room right now. You can see. Um, I started, you know, I, I know we've talked about it. So on, I have a full-time job. Then, you know, we do the podcast. And then I started a um, online reselling as well. So my room, like I told you, looks like a bad episode of hoarders. Um, so I've been doing that. I'm just, I'm exhausted. It's been a long week, (laughs) but, but we're making it work. We're going to, we're going to get this all taken care of and done. Well, good. Good for you. So fingers crossed we get, cause the, what we're, what we're being told where the market is and where we should be able to sell is really good news for us. So well, that's good. Yeah, so uh, we'll see. Fingers crossed that it all works out. But all right, I will. Uh, and your voice held up tonight, yeah, so it did. It's still, it's still, you know, it's still yeah. sketchy, but it's it's coming back. Hopefully, just in time for me to go to Texas and get sick. Yeah, you will. <laughs> you always <laughs> do. I'll be coming back from Virginia. Yeah, cause, yeah. Oh, it'll happen. It's it's. Oh, I know it will happen. It always does. I mean, I got 18 years experience with this. I know with me, but I'm telling you, you know, some of my worst trips were in Virginia because the pine up there, it just drives me batty, but uh, we're going to be on the, we're staying on the beach. So um, hopefully the salt water will help. Hopefully the clean air will help. Get some sea salt. Sea salt. (laughs) Something like it's an instant neti pot. It's a nature neti pot. There you go. So, all right, Mike, well, have yourself a great weekend. Enjoy all of the racing. Okay. We'll see all of you guys next week. Thanks so much again for joining us. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.